everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Okela podcast. My name is Nicole Vega. And I'm Erika Sendejas. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We're talking about something very serious that's happening right now, which is the war between Israel and Hamas. I know this is a very sensitive topic, but we feel like we would be doing a disservice to ourselves and our audience if we didn't address it. Yeah. And just also like get more information or like your aspect of what's happening. So I'm going to preface this episode by saying I am not an expert in any kind of Israel history. Yeah. You know, I'm just a regular ass person who's Who educated themselves on this topic. I highly encourage everybody listening to do your own research because yeah. it's a lot. Trying to talk about it in like an hour e- isn't going to sum it all up. With that being said, I am going to discuss the origins of this whole conflict in the most simplified terms that I can. Because I think that when you are researching it, it is so much information. It gets overwhelming. Yeah. Well, s- it took me a couple days to like speak on it just because I wanted like it was so much information to intake so i was just like let me just figure this out first and then come up with an informed yeah, like come yeah i would inform decision i understand yeah. it takes a while so so i'm just telling you the facts as i understand them yeah. and obviously i'm going to be omitting things because again we're talking about hundreds of years of fighting be- i'm starting out the world war war <laughs> world war one yes that i'm starting there the palestinian people or the arab people were controlled they were part of uh, the ottoman empire during world war one the Ottoman Empire sided with Germany. So then when they were all fighting, the British were like, fuck you, Ottoman Empire, you're out. So they defeated the Ottoman Empire. So then the Palestinian people were like, cool, thanks. Now we can be free. We can be our own nation and rule ourselves. Then the British were like, nah, we're going to give this land to the Jewish people since it's there where they originated from. So we're going to claim it as the national home for the Jewish people. And we're going to govern here. So obviously this caused an influx of mass Jewish immigration. This shifted the demographics. So now there was so many less Arabs than there were Jewish people. So this caused a bunch of fighting. Then um, in 1948, after so much fighting, the British were like, we're good off here. We're not trying to govern here anymore. UN, which is the United Nations, y'all can figure something that, yeah. out. This is your problem now. But whatever you come up with, make sure both Arabs and Jewish people agree on it. Deuces. So then the UN was like, say less. And they voted, let's separate this area into two states. So we're going to have an Arab state and a Jewish state. And then Jerusalem, which is like the Holy Land, yeah. is going to be its own thing. But this didn't help. They kept fighting. The Jewish state, which is Israel, started to claim more territory than it was agreed upon in that UN division. They basically took over all of the area with the exception of Gaza and West Bank. Because Gaza was being backed by Egypt and the West Bank was being backed by Jordan. And Israel, they weren't trying to fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were not trying to fight any of those places. They pretty much yeah, ran them out of their own house. And so they moved to these two areas, Gaza and the West Bank, as refugees. And to this day... They are refugees. They are only supported by the UN Palestinian Refugee Refugee Agency. So basically they're oppressed. Yeah, but it gets worse. So then in 1967, there's the Six-Day War. And basically Israel and the surrounding Arab states are fighting each other. And this causes a bunch more Palestinians to flee their homes. Israel essentially occupied Gaza on the West Bank. Again, fighting ensues. In 1974, the UN recognized 
recognizes Palestine Liberation Organization as the sole head of the Palestinian people. So basically, like, they finally have their own government. Yeah. Like, they rule themselves. Yeah, yeah. So then a bunch of time passed. The 90s, Israel is still transferring its population to Palestinian territory. So they're, like, still having people... Push me, pushing off. So then Israel builds this separation wall in the West Bank, but most of it was in Palestinian territory. So they just keep trying to get more and more and more. It's like never ending. So the international court has to get involved and they're like, no, that's illegal. You can't do that. Because there was so much political pressure in 2005, Israel withdrew troops and settlers from Gaza. Then this is kind of when the Hamas organization, it's a Palestinian Israel resistance movement. Basically, this group Hamas pops up and they're an organization that resists Israel, basically. So in response to this, Israel imposes a blockade. Okay, a blockade is a military action that prevents access or departure from a place usually by air sea or land it is an act of war that aims to isolate an enemy dispute trade or supplies or force them to meet certain conditions so basically since the blockade palestinian people have been oppressed they have are not able to trade they are in extreme poverty they have hardly any access to fresh water electricity is limited before i go on because i do just want to talk about what is hamas what are your opinions up until this point because the information that I've just provided is like a very it's a lot, you know. It's a lot, but it's also not a lot compared yeah, to to what every they went through. You know what I mean? Like this is years and years of history. So trying to condense it is this is just like the skeletal frame of this conflict, yeah. I guess. Based on that information alone, this is before the 2023 Hamas attacks. What are your thoughts? That they were being oppressed, like like pretty much, like I mean, look up refugees; they're oppressed. So literally, in simplest terms, like they're forced to flee yeah. from their homes, yeah. and then they're placed somewhere else. And like I said, they're dependent on this refugee agency. Yeah. And not only that, they're also divided. You know what I mean? Like there's the Strip and West Bank. You know, it's just wild. We do stand with Palestine. Palestine. They need to lift the blockade. They need to have access to basic human needs like yeah. clean water and electricity. And they need to be able to. They need to live freely. They need to be able to provide, like, yes. provide for their families like, and not rely on a, a government. And I know that saying we stand with Palestine might be controversial. I think like that's like a, a misconception, too, like is if you say that it's like you're anti-Semitic, like you don't stand with Jewish people. No, I do stand with Jewish people. Yeah. But right is right and wrong is wrong. The Israeli people, the civilians, are a separate entity than the Israeli government. Like, we the, don't agree with everything they're doing. You know what I mean? Just like... Just like we don't agree with our own government yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So it's not the Israeli people that we're opposed to. It's this is Israeli military government. Yeah. Hamas started as a militant movement. It was actually one of Palestinian territory's two major political parties. So like how the United States has Republicans and Democrats. Mm -hmm. When Hamas guests first came to be they collected revenue by taxing goods moving through a bunch of tunnels through Egypt into Gaza so they're basically providing staples for Gaza like food medicine gas for electricity construction materials cash and arms because these things are not being allowed to be brought in legally because of Israel's blockade Hamas. so Hamas this government party was trying to help its people so it gets a little convoluted because one of the biggest contributors to Hamas is 
Iran. So they fund them. They give them weapons. They train them. I think it's important to say that they started out as a group that was doing what they felt necessary to support their people to survive. And yes, they were established their own. I do think that then they got carried away. So then they also started to repress the Gazan media, civilian activism on social media, any political opposition, basically not having to take any accountability for the damage that they were doing. So I think they got like so power hungry. I don't 100% understand. I don't know. At some point, they were deemed a terrorist organization. Mm -hmm. They came up trying to To fight. To do the best what they could for their people. And I don't know what happened along the lines. Things just kept getting worse and worse and they were just like, fuck this or I have no idea. I don't agree with what they're doing necessarily. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, like 100% s- no. Especially to the, I sympathize or, I don't know, sympathize or empathize with like all the victims. Like, you know, like there's innocent lives being lost. So it's, I mean, I think it's sad. Like it's a sad situation and it's sad that it's still happening. What they're doing now is 100% wrong and we do not condone the killing and mass murder of innocent civilians because it's not the people of Israel that are, that have a blockade up against these places you know what i mean like they are literally innocent bystanders like that's why i feel like because this is a such an an issue that has been going on literally forever when people just posting we stand with palestine right now that's it's a double but it's a double-edged sword because you also i feel like you kind of but you get upset when like famous people don't speak about it like dj Khaled hasn't spoken about it he's from palestine drake hasn't spoken on it and he's jewish and these people are like big people who don't haven't even spoken on it so is yeah, it better then, to yeah i guess you're read right. and get educated on it or just well i know we love to talk about the jenner kylie jenner the jenner's kardashians but <laughs> one of those fucking bitches posted i stand about with jewish yeah and she took it down because i don't feel like she knew what the fuck she was talking about like and i don't and i think like that's where it gets so convoluted right. i don't think yeah i guess you're right i don't know if it's better to post ignorant or it's better to not post at all because it is so it is such a nuanced yeah i think it's topic. just like, like what we're trying to do is make people aware you know what i mean like yes. we don't have all the information either no so i mean it's just like kind of full circle to like just do your research on it it's a lot of information so i mean some people are going to post misleading shit but you need to fa- yeah, do your you own need, fact yeah, checking exactly. so this is where it bothers me that people post right now free palestine because i feel like that's problematic because you could have posted that two years ago they've been fighting a war this whole entire time or they've been living in these conditions this this whole entire time and you've not said anything but now that it's mainstream and relevant news you're posting free Palestine when you know that a Palestine extremist group is literally and murdering innocent civilian bombing uh, festivals like just innocent people like children like what they're doing is not okay and when you just post a thing that says free Palestine like you're co-signing that you're okay to me that's what it says you're co-signing that you're okay with the terrorism that's happening right now to the to these civilians that's what I feel like you're saying because I didn't see you posting about free Palestine six months ago but then if you say that you get the other side where you're anti-semitic and I think where we get lost is that no I don't I stand with Jews I stand with Arabs I don't stand with terrorism fine line yeah, I don't know. I don't have like an answer. I just don't think killing innocent people is <laughs> is ever okay. No. And what they're doing is so beyond barbaric. Like, yeah, in war people die. But like military, like or like sometimes there's casualties, like civilian casualties. Like, yes, that's expected, but you're targeting yeah, civilians. Like, you're literally attacking them. Like 
you're going and kidnapping people at festivals. Like another point that I want to make, again, I don't want this to be misconstrued and it's such a sensitive topic, but I feel like this is what our podcast is about, having these hard ass conversations. They've been going back and forth for years and years and years. The last time they were in mainstream media was in 2021. Okay, so what they're doing is getting attention and getting people to understand what the Arab people, the Palestinians are going through. That's crazy because I did put, I was like, I feel like I kind of knew a little bit of history about it just because of back in 2021 like I had posted about it before so I think that's kind of where I was a little bit more knowledgeable and kind of knew a little bit about the situation at hand I don't know did you do you remember 2021 probably not I don't remember 2021 at all I do feel for the Palestinian people I do not think that what Hamas is doing is okay even if it is gaining them attention I get that something needs to change but I don't know what the fuck that is I do stand with the people of Israel the civilian of Israel. I do not think that their military and their government are doing anything to help combat this issue. Okay, this is the other thing. Their advice is to have all of the people of Gaza, they gave them 24 hours to evacuate. Evacuate Evacuate where? Exactly. Where the fuck are they going to go? In 24 hours, a mass immigration, there's people that are not leaving because, first of all, that's their land. This is trauma because they've already been, you know how many times these people have had to flee? That's wild. I posted an older lady holding a sign that said, I'm older than your state in mm-hmm. uh, parentheses. And that was sad, you know, like she has to leave her her homeland like all she knows like that is. Yeah. So wild. OK, so I want to read some quotes that I have. There was a quote. I can't find it right now, but it was from a man living in Gaza saying like, I'm not going to flee. I'd rather die here because I don't know if I can come back. These people have a history of being fleeing places and not being allowed to return. So this U.N chief martin griffith wrote the news around the civilian population in gaza is tightening how are 1.1 million people supposed to move across a densely populated war zone in less than 24 hours have you seen the videos that are being posted no i i can't it is so wild and like as you said that like it just flashed back in my head to like a video where i saw where like two girls or women were literally in the cent- like in the center of like this war zone war, like it was just okay. yeah it's just yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just like it's just shocking to see it yeah because we have no idea what that reality yeah. is we're so privileged to be able to have an opinion on something we have not experienced yeah. i feel like yeah 100%. it's easy to be like i side with this person i side with that person i side with this side when but you have to be ab- in it yeah. yeah so this martin griffith also says that obviously we don't want to see any civilians hurt these palestinian people they're victims too they didn't ask for this they didn't invite hamas in and say you know go hit Israel and that's I think something we need to remember like you think they want to be in the middle of a war zone yeah I think there's victim in both just like we need to remember that so for the Palestinian people the fear is that if they leave this last part of their homeland they mean they may not be able to they may not be allowed to come back so to become a refugee twice removed is a fate worse than death I mean they rather stay there and die than leave and never be able to go back and that may sound extreme I've never been forced to leave my fucking home yeah the un has also said that the order for 1.1 million people to leave northern gaza was impossible without major humanitarian consequences so is the israeli government is not innocent or is not free of responsibility either and i think a scary part that i didn't think about until i read it is because hamas is backed by iran the thing that's really scary that i didn't 
consider is that an, an Israeli invasion of Gaza could provoke an attack from other groups. So like from Iran, because Iran backs Hamas. So this would cause a bigger, bigger war. This is frightening because it could essentially be World War Three. And I know people are like, oh, my God, World War Three. Didn't they say that last time? Yeah. But you, you just never know. You don't ever fucking know. Like witnessing it. Like looking this up and doing this deep dive made me sick to my stomach. I can't imagine like having kids and fearing that someone's going to go into your home and take them. And, and we're just really dark. It is. But no, that's what's happening. I, it's like people are getting bombed in by when they're praying. You know what I mean? People are mm -hmm. being concerts. And, and so. we're here recording a podcast. Yeah. I mean, but that's the least we could do. A hundred percent. Because I know this is like a touchy subject and no yeah. one wants to say the wrong things, you know, like. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess like we just want to keep an open dialogue. Like, let us know, like your thoughts. Did this help you understand at all the conflict? Yeah. Or do you have more questions? We did get one one response saying that violence is never the answer. It's complicated, but violence is never the answer. And I agree. It's complicated. I'm not somebody that says violence is not the answer. I'm more like sometimes violence is the answer. You ever think violence is OK? Um, I mean, I don't know. You, it, it's just like, it's only when it fits your narrative that violence isn't the answer. Because if somebody says something out of pocket or does something out of pocket to me, I'm going to be violent. Violent isn't the answer. During the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, when they were having protests and riots, quote unquote riots, did they not get heard? I mean, are things perfect? No, but they got their voices out there. Because like it fine line between condone, like condoning it and accepting it. Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, but we get to say we don't condone violence because we are not in this situation. You know what I mean? If you're, if we're a group. But are we talking about across the board or are we talking about in these situations particularly? Like, that's the thing. Like, you're saying it doesn't want to fit your narrative, but you're also. Nipping. Yeah, across the board. I don't condone killing of innocent children, but violence, like. Harming, I feel like harming people. Like, violence can also be just, like, messing up a building or fucking spray painting a building. Like, mm -hmm. that's vi that's also violence. Like, yeah, and I mean, you gotta point. fuck something up. You gotta fuck something up. Like, I just don't feel like, and, like, I'm one to speak because I've, you know, I've been in fights. But, like, what did it do for me? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, uh, I just don't like harming people, like, to that degree. I feel like, yeah, it's super excessive, obviously, but. No, yeah. Okay, so I, I want to be clear. I don't agree with the type of violence that's happening to innocent civilians, but I think saying violence is never the answer is a privileged answer because we, again, we've never been in this situation. Yeah, yeah, you're if we were a group of people that were being constantly oppressed, wouldn't we wouldn't we revolt? That's violence. So saying that is I think you need to be specific when you're saying these things like violence against children is never the answer. Mass murder is never the answer. But I don't think saying violence is not the answer. Sometimes you need to Malcolm X. Oh, yeah. Malcolm X believed in violence and he's one of the most famous activists during the civil. I feel like, yeah, I mean, when your back's against the wall, you're going to do what you have to do exactly for your family so i mean yeah i feel like i need to fucking reiterate this this does not mean that i agree with what hamas is doing i am anti-hamas i'm just this is what my opinion is on the statement violence is never the answer yeah that was a lot i don't know if we i don't know if we even touched the surface i don't know if we answered any questions made it clear made it more complicated this was we're wrong like i'm nervous to put this out to bh because you just uh, yeah <clears throat> i feel like we're just 
two regular Latinas figuring it out, educating ourselves. Yeah. We're not an authority on any of this. Take the things that we've said and keep researching it. You know, like, please also use credible sources. The English teacher in me needs to tell you to use credible sources. Like, Wikipedia and Fox News are not the end-all be-all. Yeah, I just, so, like, I don't know. This episode could be a total mess, a shit show, but I wouldn't have felt right if we didn't address it because I don't know what will stem from this whole fucking thing that's happening. I don't know what. Yeah, I think that's the scary part is, like, we're speaking on it, like, I was speaking on it too soon you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like yeah we're like more can definitely happen like we're filming this on friday the 13th at nine o'clock and so far the death toll is like nearly three thousand, which is unimaginable yeah but when this posts on wednesday we don't know what will have happened we're doing this prematurely you know what i mean like anything can happen but it's better than not doing it at all yeah i mean yeah that's all you can do right like that's all you can do from our end is just try to educate i know we didn't get a lot of responses in the beginning when i posted you know like let us know if you have questions or thoughts about what's going on and again like i understand we're just normal people living everyday lives and sometimes you need to disassociate compartmentalize yeah because the internet's hard right now you know like the internet is so heavy right now like everything i read is just so heavy yeah and, and so there's I have to take like breaks. Just need to take a month break. Yeah, there's times I don't fucking look look at the news like because I just like cannot, yeah. you know, to yeah. protect my own mental health. So I understand if you've been like avoiding this because you don't you don't have the mental capacity or you don't, you know, one you don't understand. It's hard. You, you're just not there. But I hope that this, I guess, helps. I don't know. Yeah, to want to know. You know what I mean? Like so much bigger than what than us than us in yeah. this little podcast. We are, yeah. yeah, we are praying for the people in affected by this praying for those people in gaza and west bank we're praying for the civilians of israel we're praying for this to be resolved Do the Res- right thing, you know? resolved resolved not yeah. just like i feel like a band-aid keeps getting put over it but there's nothing there's no resolution yes yeah, yeah definitely so it's just an eye-opener you know to be grateful too. hug your kids if you have anyone that's being affected you know we are praying for you as well i can't imagine there's yeah we're We're thinking thinking if you're being affected if you have family members because there's several americans that are in i think they say 500 to 600 americans are in gaza right now so if you want to know how you can help i'm gonna leave some links in our description of this podcast episode to donate or just like other resources if you want to help in whatever way that you can yeah this was a little bit of a bummer episode yeah and i apologize this is a hard one yeah next week we can talk about some chisme to lighten up the mood we thank you if you've listened to this whole thing please don't forget to rate and subscribe follow us on instagram if you'd like to be a part of these conversations Podcast. and even in times like this when it feels kind of hopeless and kind of depressing just remember el sol sale para todos